Hello, and thank you for joining us today for another episode of our BNI San Diego podcast. As you know, we've been doing our core value series. So last week we had a core value. Next week we'll have a, another core value. But today I'm really excited. I'm joined by one of our amazing BNI members in BNI Partners in Excellence, Miguel Contreras. Miguel Contreras is a residential realtor, and we were just talking. He's been in the business for roughly 20 years, so he's seen some cycles and seen some things. But, you know, Miguel, thank you for joining us today, and I want you to to share a little bit about you in, in all of a minute and just kind of give our listeners, our audience, uh, just a little bit of, of info about you. Absolutely. Firstly, Ed, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a huge honor to, to be here and uh, share uh, some uh, knowledge and experience that, uh, that I've uh, gleaned through my years in BNI. Um, again, my name is Miguel Contreras. I'm a real estate agent. Uh, I'm a, uh, an owner, founder of a small boutique agency, along with my partner, David Castillo, who's also a BNI member, member yeah. as well. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, I've been in the business 20 years. Uh, I've been networking for a long time. I've been able to sustain my business through the ups and the downs, especially on the downs, uh, through BNI and networking in general, and uh, and BNI has been one of my, you know, foundational uh, things that I do for my business. I actually started Partners in Excellence uh, April of two thousand six, and we launched uh, officially as a quote unquote BNI chapter January of 07. So, I mean, I've been doing, I've been so doing BNI for a long time. time. Yeah. This is yeah. Awesome. I, I, so I believe, I believe in the system. I believe in what we do out there, networking, helping each other out. And as I mentioned, um, taking on almost a tribal aspect of, of really taking care of one another, you know, the givers gain mindset. Absolutely. And that's why it works so well. One thing you didn't mention is the name of your company. Yes. Um, the name of my company is Rain West Collective. Terrific. And we'll, we'll have some information down below website and email address to be able to reach out to Miguel if you have any questions. But Miguel, let's get right into our topic. What are we going to talk about today? Today, I'm excited to talk to you guys about being the featured presenter and, and presenting in a, in a way that is engaging and increases your influence. And not only within BNI, but in the, you know, what I call the real world out there outside Absolutely. of the BNI meeting. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I always say that the secret sauce to BNI is the one-to-ones. That's the secret sauce. I say that if you're not doing one-to-ones, you're not you're not doing this thing right. You're building so, those relationships. Yeah. So one-to-ones is the secret sauce. However, uh, being the feature presenter and really doing it well—that's the secret spice to be an eye. So there's that. I like that. That's that's it gives flavor. It allows people to to really get a better understanding of what you are. Because obviously we have we have our short weekly presentations, right? Our 30 to 60 seconds, but there's only so much that you can do. So we've got that period of time where you get to do your feature presentation, which is that larger, that larger portion of eight minutes to be able to present to your audience, to your people on what to look for, listen for, and, and to really be able to give a, a broader perspective of what you do. Absolutely. It's, it's a time for you to shine, but also it's a, it's a great time to, to engage in a manner that can be fun, believe it or not, presenting in front of a room full of individuals uh, who you may or may not know very well can be intimidating, but it can be very, very fun. And like you said, that can be intimidating for a lot of people. We get a lot of people as they come into B&I and, and you, you literally, you see them get up and they're a little bit nervous, but after a while and they become comfortable yes. and, and to your point that there's a lot of opportunity in that 
You just have to embrace the uncomfortableness. Absolutely. You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. There it uh, is. It, you, know, you know what's funny uh, or you know, peculiar? Uh, oftentimes, in, as I mentioned, been doing BNI for a long time. And it, without fail, every so often, uh, you have someone who's slated to be the, the, you know, the keynote speaker or the featured presenter for, for that week. And sure enough, oh, <coughs> they yeah. get a cold, <laughs> they get a cough. <laughs> and because they're so uncomfortable. And I've read somewhere that people fear public speaking more than dying. Oh, it, and it's true, right? But, you know, what I love about what we do in B&I, because it's about the relationships in the room, it actually becomes a comfortable environment because even when, let's face it, I can't tell you how many times I've bombed on my on my feature presentation, but by at the end of it, everybody in the room is still encouraging me and hey, you're doing a great job and and hey, you've gotten better since the last time you. So it's Absolutely. that encouragement that comes along the way as well. Absolutely, and in our chapter, we're very much about letting individuals know, hey, this is a safe forum, this is a safe place for you to experiment in your presentation, uh, in your pitch. Um, it's a it's a time for you to practice to get better at pitching, at presenting, because uh, you can polish those skills in a safe setting, in a safe format, and you can go out outside of the BNI meeting and present even better. Um, and then we've encouraged our, our team, our members in our chapter to present Absolutely. as frequently as possible and and to to think outside the box when presenting. Um, and, and one of the, one of the aspects and tools that I use when I present is storytelling. Oh, did I lose you, Ed? There you go. Sorry. I thought it, it, it froze on us there. Yeah. No, you're, you're all good. So the, the element of storytelling, obviously, you know, Absolutely. Dr. Meisner is big on, on the element of storytelling. You know, when, when you're, when you're coaching, when you're coaching another fellow BNI member, member, you know, the, the ones that are getting a little bit, ooh, how do you coach someone coming on in to that, you know, time? So first and foremost, what I, what I tell individuals like that is, is if you're going to present, there's, there's a couple factors that you need to take into consideration. And, and one is the level of influence it, it, being at the, you know, influencing from the front of the room is a special place and a special role and a special opportunity. So the level of influence is in, increases as you present more, as you're presenting more in public, doing more public speaking. Um, and the reason I, I encourage storytelling is because as human beings, we are genetically coded for story. We have a great oral history uh, and an oral dynamic. So when we didn't write text and we couldn't read text, we taught verbally, orally, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it, we we are coded for story. Hence why Hollywood and YouTube is so big. We like, even though if they're in video format, we love, as human beings, we love stories because it creates visual imagery in our brains that we can actually understand irrespective of whatever the dialogue that's coming out of the person's mouth. If we can use story as allegory, as a metaphor to teach, then it's going to be more engaging. So, well, and, and to your point, it's also an opportunity for people to see themselves. They become a part of the story absolutely. where, you know, I've, I've watched people present and and I've probably done it myself where we get in our, let's say that, that every business hat, would you, well, let's put it this way. Would it be safe to say that every business has its business vernacular? 
Absolutely. right? We have our, we have our shop talk yes. and it's interesting to watch people as they come into BNI and they're getting comfortable that they start off with talking shop. They talk in their language and then you kind of look around the room and you notice that people start to do other things because there's no relatability there. Absolutely. But to your point, the moment we start as people get comfortable and they start into the story of, yes. you know, what uh, of their business and why they why they came into the business and the customer that they just got to help and telling the story of that customer. Oh, my gosh. Every it's 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 something that people lean into big time and and people get it. It's a story. So you, you, you buy in without pressure. And, and there's been studies done that when you present and you tell uh, and you just pitch like you normally would, you know, with with facts and whatnot. And the old adage is, you know, facts tell stories sell. Absolutely. It, your influence level and really at the end of the day, when you're presenting, you're doing two things uh, in BNI specifically. One, you're teaching your quote unquote informal sales force how to sell for you. Hmm? So you're essentially training them on how to look for opportunities to refer you. Additionally, the second, the second point to, to do in a feature presentation is you're, you're hoping to influence them to take action. Hmm. And that action is to refer you or introduce you to, to business opportunities. So you're working on multiple fronts. So the level of influence, if you're just telling if you're just up there presenting, your, your level of influence is here. And studies have shown that if you add a story, and it could be a story that you've read in a magazine, in a newspaper or online newspaper nowadays, uh, or a book, if you share a, a story that you can translate into a lesson or, or an action into your business, you, so you go from here to here, right? And it could be a story that happened to your brother. It could be a story that happened to someone you know, or like I said, something you read in a book. Uh, but if you tell a story that's personal to you, it skyrockets. So the oh. level of influence is that much higher because what happens is you're exposing yourself. You're being vulnerable uh, to a certain degree. Uh, and it's a unique story to you yeah. that no one else can copy. No one else can say the story and the experience that, that happened to you. But it's going to have similarities to the other persons in the room's lives. And they're going to be able to engage with you. And, and, and really get to know you and understand you far better because you're engaging uh, with them at a guttural level at that, again, from that oral perspective and that yeah. primal coding that we have as human beings that we like to hear stories. No, I love that, right? And, and I love how you talked about using your own story, your own experiences. Now, there are, on the flip side of that, there are people that I've seen that are not comfortable yet doing that. So what, what are some suggestions for someone who may not quote unquote have a story yet or believe they have a story? What are some things that they can do? And, and maybe it's even using somebody else's story. Oh, absolutely. So I got to say this up front. Everybody has a story. Everyone has a story. It really is true. Everyone does. Everyone does. I'm going to share a story with you right now. Now I'll tell you how simple it is to share a story and make it and make it about a presentation, make it about your business. And since we uh, just finished the holiday season here, uh, I'm gonna share something that happened to me uh, a few years ago, about six or seven years ago, we had converted um, from going to a natural Christmas tree to an artificial tree, which was against my religion. You know, I can't believe we're gonna go artificial. <laughs> so true, yeah. So, so we did the artificial thing. We bought the, the tree early. We put it in our storage shed in a specific place for it put the box in there. It's a big old box, huge box, put it in there. 
We took it out, put it up. Christmas ended, New Year's ended. We broke it down, uh, put it back in the box. It never fits as well as it does when it never does. Comes ever. Out, right, right here. Put it back in the box. So I had my son, who at the time was probably about five or six years old, and I told him, "Hey, uh, Mateo, come, come help me. Come, come to the shed with me, so that uh, you can help me uh, push this uh, tree back into its spot, this dedicated spot that we had found for for this tree." Um, you know, I'm like pushing this thing, and I'm like driving it and i lift weights i'm pretty strong and i can't fit this thing right and uh my son's helping me out we're pushing it and i'm just looking at it and i'm getting frustrated every moment every moment i'm just i'm, I'm done with this and i'm telling him i don't know how this how, how, why doesn't this fit and he's like i don't know dad are you sure this is the right spot for it but this is the exact spot that i took the tree out of so this has to fit so i open the box up readjust the tree put it back in the box try to shove it back in doesn't work the damn thing is not going into a space so my son said hey you know what i'm gonna go eat is that okay if i leave as he's walking out of the shed he turns around and he says flip it I'm like excuse me flip it what do you mean flip it he's like dad flip the box I'm like okay flip the box i mean you know, on its side yeah flip the side flip it on its side sure enough i flip it on its side the thing slides right in different perspective right different perspective That's it, yeah so different perspective that's the same thing that happens with public speaking you got to flip it and change it to make it fit for you Ooh, i like that you see that that's the story i've used that story maybe 10 15 times presenting and i fit it for different aspects real estate today hey flip the script flip it make the presentation fit for you make the story fit for you so what i tell my what i tell someone who I'm coaching about presenting, being the keynote speaker, the feature presenter in BNI, I tell them to do a simple strategy. And this strategy is so basic. And I recommend this to everyone I talk to about storytelling in general, story bank. So story what bank. I use, yeah. So you got to bank your stories. So something will happen to you. Something gotcha. will, something will occur. Or I use my kids all the time. They've taught me so many oh. lessons or they've experienced something and, and, what I do is I, on my note app here on my iPhone, I have a, a slew of stories. What a great idea of experiences that have occurred to me. And then I, I go back to them and try to repurpose them for whatever presentation I'm going to be making. So, uh, in the past, before I, before I got good at storytelling, I would have a near nervous breakdown about what I was going to present about. Yeah. How I was gonna present. Oh my God, I just went like two months ago. What new data can I give? Right. Now my biggest worry is like, oh my God, what story, story can I use to fit that's gonna be both entertaining and engaging? Um, and because you use these human aspects, the guard goes completely down mm. on your audience, right? So then you could with the stories, as you tell a story, like I just told the story about a Christmas tree. You, oh yeah. You kind of were enjoying it, right? I could totally bit. relate because I could see it. You could see it, right? So what happens, Ed, is that your guard in the lizard brain, the, mm -hmm. that that fight or flight response that people have, like that works in, in either fight or flight or it also works, this is boring. I don't want to listen to it. Ah, good but point. But if, if you tell a really cool story, that, that filter from that lizard brain in the front of the brain goes completely down. And now you have access to the, the back of the brain in people's, in people's brain. 
And that is the crucial part where you want to be. So what happens is oftentimes presenters want to go up and, and speak from a logical perspective, mm-hmm. data-driven, yep. but they forget that there's this very primal part of the brain that filters everything first. And if you go with data and just, if you're boring, if you're just reading off of your PowerPoint, if your PowerPoint's all text, it's boring. So the, the lizard brain w- says, that's not a threat, but it's boring. I'm not going to engage. But if you use stories, then you can, that filter, that, that guard goes down. And now you're, you're in the part of the brain that you need to be so that you could teach. Well, and, and I love that. And one of the, one of the things that you said just re- reminded me that not only, not only it's a huge portion, a huge portion of it is the presentation, the story, but the other part is the body language you're using during your presentation. And, and you know, you could see someone who comes in and they, if, if, if a chapter or you're at a meeting and they have a podium and you just stay behind the podium versus you walk around the podium and engage your audience, walk up and talk to people. And it's a completely different aspect and a way of doing a presentation. And you can see the people's engagement when you're, when you're moving, when your body language kind of goes with the story. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've gotten away from in in our chapter um, is heavy text PowerPoints. So our, 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 our members kind of understand where are the storytelling chapter and they understand, Ooh, my PowerPoint better be a little bit more dynamic. If I'm going to use one, <laughs> me, I, I challenge myself. I rarely use a PowerPoint only because I really want to focus on my storytelling skills uh, and enhance those. So for me, it's, it's a good time to practice storytelling and, and weaving those stories in, yeah. in an anecdotal way so that I can then pivot them and use them for real estate experience or how, how things, how that story would apply in real life a great in, idea. in a real estate situation. So I can get, I could get uh, <laughs> more referrals that way. Here's the cool thing. So our chapter, we've challenged ourselves to be the storytelling chapter, to be the image driven chapter. So our PowerPoints now, uh, as our members go up, use more imagery in their PowerPoint versus text. So they that's might like have the three- Steve Jobs. That that was a that was a big Steve Jobs thing right there. Absolutely. Vision. Vision. <clears throat> and and really when you tell a story, you're just orally creating visions in 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 the person your audience's brains. So we've gotten really good at that. We've gotten so creative. So Rams is in my chapter. I love it. This guy uh, he's an insurance, he's a commercial insurance broker. He's <laughs> made cocktails. Uh, he's he, he's a cocktail, like a uh, craft cocktail connoisseur. And he's made cocktails, like, pretending to be a bartender. He's a pretty decent bartender. But he's <laughs> he's made cocktails and has been able to, as he's making a cocktail, tell the stories of the cocktail and, and, and weave stories about the cocktails, the history of the cocktails, how to drink them, how to make them. And then envelops it all of a sudden the presentation is now no longer it's not really about cocktails it's about how he's he can insure restaurants and bars. oh wow <laughs> it's been amazing and then we have alex cannon who's taken it to a whole nother level alex cannon who's a who's a personal injury uh, attorney in our chapter he's gone to the to the level where uh he's he's a hobbyist a filmmaker so he's actually uh recruited some of our members in our chapter to be actors in his presentation so he'll oh, be in no act- way cases that he's been involved in uh it's been amazing and it's so much fun because then you get to see your members in another light they're acting so it's a different way to present and it gets the point across so much better and it's so much more fun 
to to be not only not only to present in that manner, but it's to receive the presentation as an audience member. It's so much fun. Well, and it, it what you what you just told our audience is they need to come to BNI Partners in Excellence to see it happen live. Yeah. Please, please, you're because welcome. that that's time. that 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 says a lot about when 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 you've when you've when you've created a culture around storytelling. It's a very engaging chapter. It's a very that they're they're waiting. Oh my gosh, who's going to be presenting today? I can't wait to hear, you know, yeah. the next story, the next things that are going on. And we we find ourselves um we find what's the word? Uh um relatability. Yes. So that when when now the story that you just shared with me, when I'm out and about at a barbecue or hanging out or at a business meeting and I see something, it's going to remind me of that. So that ultimately that I can bring you back a referral. So it it all works together. It all it's that symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And and the beauty, the beauty of this, Ed, is that they don't have to be stories that are industry specific. So they don't have to be, you know, if you're an insurance agent, they don't have to be about insurance. It could be about your kid striking out at Little League. Uh, but you can you can relate to the challenge that your child had, or, or maybe it was a challenge you had personally that you persevered or, or, or you lost, for instance, uh, you failed at something, uh, you story bank that you put that in your, you put that in your, your notes app, you story bank it, and then you, you use and use, reuse and repurpose the story, uh, for whatever setting you're in. So oftentimes I'll be at, at, at a party social gathering and I'm telling stories anyways, just to (laughs) practice. Well, and what I love, one one of my, I know we're we're coming to our close here, mm-hmm. but you just what you just said reminded me. So I know you you're Hispanic, I'm Hispanic. Yeah. We we have huge families, oh, big which means the holiday parties are there's like a ton of people, yes. but but it never fails with all the chaos and the and the noise going on. The moment that that one of my tios, one of my uncles, begins to tell a story, what happens in the room? the level of noise goes down yes. and everybody engages in the story. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it's incredible, right? But you can look at all the, all the, the, the sacred religious texts from all the world religions. Oh, what are they? They're, they're all stories. stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So, uh, so that, that would be, I, I, I again, I'm going to reiterate being the feature presenter. That's the secret spice. Enveloping stories anecdote personal experience opens up a whole new world for you because yes it's going to take a little bit of craft and practice and a lot of vulnerability Mm. for you but the more open you are you know the more open and honest you could be while you're presenting people are going to feel that and they're going to feel it and they're going to trust you more and that's really at the end at the end of the day that's what we want we want the trust because that that leads to the VCP model, right? High visibility. That's a high visibility oh, big uh, position. If you're in the front of the room presenting, you're the keynote speaker. That's high visibility. If you tell an amazing story that connects at the very human level, at the cellular level, your credibility is just whoof, through the roof, oh, yeah. man. And that's what we want. We want them to trust us. We want them to. They have to like us first, so that they can trust us. And then if they trust us, they'll refer us. Well, and that's where the profitability comes in. Yeah, exactly. Miguel, thank you. So, I mean, oh my gosh, we could continue this conversation yeah. for, for quite some time. I'm looking forward to having you back on to continue this conversation, but in Absolutely. different aspects Anytime. because it's, it's such an important 
part of what we do, the storytelling, whether whether you're in a BNI chapter or or even for your own business, you want to learn how to to cultivate the craft of storytelling. Yes. And Miguel, I thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to having you back on again. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week because I yes. get the privilege of, of visiting you guys. So I'm looking forward to hearing some good stories next oh, week. Oh, our, our, our feature presenters better, better bring their A game That's if you're visiting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. and for our audience, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Miguel and Rain West Collective, uh, and even just reach out and, and connect with Miguel on, hey, you know what? I've got some questions on storytelling Absolutely. or how you do your feature presentation He'd be happy to help his information Absolutely. along with the website and everything's going to be down below. Make sure you click on it, reach out to him. Uh, Miguel is a phenomenal guy. And again, Miguel, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Ed. it's been an honor. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. The opportunity. I look, I look forward to having you back. And for our audience, remember next week, we have another one of our amazing core values that we're going to be talking about with Andy Cruz of BNI Partners and Excellence as well. There's another good storyteller. He is. Thank you, everyone, and have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. This episode of the BNI San Diego podcast has been brought to you by Cruise Productions, a San Diego-based video production company and proud BNI member. You can find us at the intersection where business and creativity meet or online at cruiseproductionsinc.com.